This is the Clean Web Conversations podcast, growing the global clean web community. It is your host, Woon Tan. Hi, my friends. Welcome to the Clean Web Conversations podcast. I'm your host, Woon Tan, and really glad to have Hermione and Martin here today. They are from the Do Nation. Hermione, you're the founding director of the Do Nation and worked for the Do Nation since January 2010. Yeah. And what is the donation? <laughs> Long time, it's making me like five years. It's terrifying. Um, the donation is it's all about sustainable lifestyles and helping people to form healthy, environmentally friendly habits. Um, we we work with businesses, helping them to save money by engaging their employees and saving energy, whilst also doing good, sustainable, healthy. Action. We've also got a non-profit arm, which is actually what most people probably know us for, because yeah. that's what I've been doing. Because that's where you started off. Yeah. Confusingly, they both come under the name The Do Nation. Uh, actually, they're two quite distinct products. Donate by Doing and Do Good for Business. Um, Do Good for Business is, is where we work with companies. That's been going for just over a year. Donate by Doing is what I've been doing for almost five years. And that is working with individuals, allowing them to raise sponsorship through through actions instead of cash. So it's much like just giving or virgin money giving. People people go and do crazy challenges like marathons or skiing to the South Pole, um, cycling across the Himalayas, all sorts of things people have done. And they set up a page on our website where they can ask their friends to sponsor them. Um, and they sponsor by doing... Yeah. Sustainable. No money changes hands. No one enters yeah. their credit card details or anything. Instead, their friends pledge to, to do something in return for this big challenge. And it might be cycling to work. It might be eating local seasonal food, using less plastic bottles, <laughs> buying sustainable <laughs> to, like clothing, all sorts. Um, and then our site calculates how much carbon they'll save from doing that. And it adds it all up. So the person they're running a marathon instead of saying I want to raise a thousand pounds they can say I want to save a thousand kilos of carbon from all of your actions sweet and uh, Martin you're the chief technology officer for the do nation you're the web developer and according to your website you've got five main areas of focus uh, clean web web development behavior change internet of things and tangible interfaces and you are a co-organizer of clean web UK yeah, well, welcome to the show. And yeah, let, let's go back to what uh, you sort of mentioned about the donation, donate by doing. Yeah. yeah. What got you started? Starting at the beginning. So I was studying a master's in environmental technology. It was really environmental policy, but a bit of a misnomer. There was nothing mm. technology based around it. Um, yeah, that's a bit of exile. Um, we and so I was studying that really with the aim of going into environmental policy and working for government or a big corporate. But I started looking at behaviour change for my thesis and realised just how important a thing it was. And it frustrated me that it was receiving so little attention and there's actually so little we could do about it because what really struck me was, A, our, our behaviours hold a big part of the solution. There's a huge amount that we can do, and the impact of that could be quite significant. Mm. 42% of the UK's carbon emissions are a result of individuals' actions at home and in personal travel. Like not at work, not the government's problem, but ours at home and travel. And that I found really powerful because it made me realise yeah, just, just how much impact can be had from behaviour change. But And at the same time, a lot of it just made so much sense you know by 
by boiling less water in the kettle, you're saving time. And everyone hates waiting for the kettle to boil. By cycling to work, I personally, I feel great. You get fit, you, it's a much more enjoyable commute. You save money and you save a bit of carbon. So all of these things, they just made so much sense. Yet there was no way to encourage friends and family to, to do them and to tell people about these things they should be doing without sounding like a real environmental preacher ball. Um, and probably alienating myself from a lot of my mates and family. <laughs> I had a particular incident when I tried to encourage my dad to compost his tea bag that ended up in a like big family row in tears <laughs> so I decided that, that you know like the direct telling people what to do approach doesn't work you've got to be more subtle than that um, so that was that's kind of where my mindset was and at the same time I decided that at the end of the masters I wanted to go on a really big challenge and adventure and decided with a friend to cycle to Morocco and whilst that was going to be an amazing adventure I wanted to do it I realized it'd be a big challenge and wanted to to do it for a good cause and the cause was obviously going to be sustainability but I felt uncomfortable asking people for money um, going down that traditional route was, was what people would expect but yeah I felt uncomfortable asking my friends for money they didn't have much it was the beginning of the credit crunch and all of that um, but mainly I realised that actually the environment needed that action more than their money so I decided to ask people to sponsor me with action by doing things like composting those tea bags or, or cycling to work or walking up the stairs instead of taking the lift, eating less meat, all sorts of things. But by asking them in a way that was saying, I'm doing this challenge, please pick one of these actions, whichever one you fancy, to support me, it was less direct and preachy and, and it really worked and people got excited by it. And 216 friends sponsored my friend and I, Sarah and I, uh, and by doing so, save the same amount of carbon as 16 flights. No, not 16 flights. They saved 16 tons of carbon, which is the same as 84 flights from London to Morocco, whilst we were just two of us cycling there, saving two flights. So, yeah, so yeah, yeah I've just gone on about that way more than I planned to, but uh, <laughs> that was where it all started. Yeah, that's a really inspiring story because it's, it's it's a change in mindset and how people um, yeah. support you in what you believe in yeah and actually I think people felt in terms of how they supported us they felt like they'd supported us a lot more than if they'd just given a fiver mm. or even if they'd given 50 quid or 100 quid like they'd have given it and then forgotten about it but because they were actively engaged and they'd pledged to do these actions for the whole time we were away which was two months um they there's more they, accountability there I think. Yeah, yeah and they felt a part of our challenge like they almost felt like they'd been there with us you know it sounds cheesy to say they were on the challenge with us but when I got back everyone was so much more engaged than I'd ever imagined they would have been um, and people like a lot of my mum's friends still say when I see them they're like oh I think about you whenever I do my washing <laughs> I remember to put it on 30 I'm like great really honoured that every time you do your dirty laundry you think of me um, but yeah it, like, it makes those unexpected like mental connections which almost uh, or I guess stick in your mind more yeah, yeah. I mean the thing that amazed me about when she first told me about because it, it was just saying at this point right, yeah. is the fact that like so many people nowadays from a tech perspective when they build an MVP they'll build some really hardcore system this was when you were still doing it by hand wasn't it <laughs> Yeah, my friend Hayley um, developed a really basic uh, WordPress site for us. I mean, it looked beautiful, but it was a WordPress site. And when people 
went to go and make a pledge, they just there were 10 pages, one page for each action, and at the bottom there was a comment form. And the fields on the comment form varied depending on what action it was, so it was kind of like how many meat, meat meals will you give up, or how many times will you cycle to work. And that got emailed to me, I got a little email, I cut and pasted each of the fields into a spreadsheet, crunched how much carbon would have been saved, emailed them back, I had a template, I think it was like a signature that I'd made, and so I could just fill in the gaps. And so it looked like it was all automated, but that was actually me sitting in my bedroom <laughs> between writing chapters of my thesis and trying to buy bits for my bike so that I could cycle off. So you actually were doing that while you were writing up your thesis? And yeah. That's, that's pretty impressive. I think it's quite good to have a little mental break. It was quite yeah. related as well. My thesis was looking at behaviour change and pledge schemes, so there was a certain amount of synergy there. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely was an MVP. <laughs> When I got back and people started asking if they could use it, they're like, oh, one guy, my, my dad's godson, was like, I'm about to go and climb um, Mont Blanc. I really, like, our whole team want to raise sponsorship on it. Can we? We're doing it next month. It's like, uh, yeah, sure. I can, like, redirect the emails to you so you can go on the data. like, what? <laughs> no way. I'm not doing it manually. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, so, um, Martin, you, you're the tech person here. Well, what is an MPV M- MVP? MVP, yeah. minimal viable product. Um, so it, it's so basically say you have an idea and you want to prove it before you go build something. You build the smallest possible version you could and see if people start using that. Mm. And if they do, then you say, okay, it's worth our time, let's actually build this thing. Um, so in Hermione's instance, I mean, she didn't even build the back end with cheap. <laughs> she was doing all of that. So it was just clearly it proved it was successful because you had, what was it, 230 or friends yeah. user. So you kind of go, okay, this is worth something developing, and then. So it was a proof of concept that exactly, that yeah. got you sort of started it. Yeah, yeah. Before I knew what that meant, but <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I planned to build it all, but then I found out that was going to cost me like twenty thousand pounds. So um, yeah, and that's where it all began, and then and then we did get another a, a version built that would do it automatically. It didn't require me to sit in my bedroom with spreadsheets. <laughs> We built it up into the donation uh, and the brand around it and have had several hundred people raising sponsorship from, from thousands of, of their friends and families. As I said earlier, we've had, we had a guy skiing to the North and South Pole, which was pretty cool. Um, we've had people doing 24-hour busks and someone used it last weekend as an alternative wedding gift list. Like, so we weren't doing Hopefully it's not a challenge, getting married. And they got all their friends to pledge actions for their wedding presents. So it's been used in loads of different ways. But the big challenge with it is, I mean, the marketing, getting the word out there is is the big challenge. Mm. And because it doesn't generate any revenue, because we're specifically not asking for money, uh, that's hard to do. <laughs> it's a slight flaw in the plan. <laughs> well, I think that the, the fact that people were really interested and engaged, I think that got you sort of continuing to do this yeah I mean I kept getting great responses from people and people really loving the idea and wanting to use it and then we won a few awards and got some funding um, a few grants came in which just meant we were like there was constantly demand to grow it which was great that's how we started to build it and why we did um, and then earlier in 20 
I suppose in 2012, people, some companies started asking us to work with them. And at the same time, we were seeing that because we weren't generating any real money through Donate by Doing, and it was all dependent on grants, it was going to be hard to grow it really significantly. And I suppose I'd been a bit naive at the beginning about how much money was needed to get something off the ground. You know, you, th- you think if you can build a website, people will come to it, or that just, no matter how great it is, that doesn't happen. You've got to put quite a bit of effort and money into marketing it. So, and and making the tech good enough to scale, mm. which I don't think we'll ask Martin about the tech of the old website. Cause... <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to that in a bit. Um, how did you come up with the name, the Do Nation? Because... I, I speak to friends about this, you know, about the donation, and they I, I talk about it, and it's always after a while that they, they realize, did. oh, ah, yeah. it, it, it's, it's a really brilliant name, I think. Ah, thank you. Uh, it's, so we, it was called Just Saving to begin with, um, and then we realized that, that name just wasn't any good. There were reasons for it that we thought it was good at the time, but it was confusing everyone. They thought it was a, a financial savings an advisory service, which it wasn't at all. Um, we had endless brainstorm groups, trying to sessions, trying to think of new names, and we had pages and pages, and pros and cons of them all. And then, literally one night, I had this weird. Uh, <laughs> I was walking home from a night out, and I was like, "Ah, oh, it's kind of like a donation, but there's no." There's no donation. So I was trying to twist the word donation and I like, turned the first three letters around so it was no-dation. I was like, yes, I've got it. No-dation. That's what it's going to be called. Like, no-donation. And it spins and I was so excited by this. And then I got home and Googled what no-dation meant just in case it had another meeting. And it meant all tangled up in knots. It's <laughs> not the best name. I think maybe I'll give up on that one. And I was really annoyed. And then suddenly as I was lying there trying to go to sleep, I was like, hold on a minute. If I spin nodation round, you get do nation. <laughs> and again, it took me like quite a long time to realise. Hold on a minute, that's where it began. That is do nation. And when? very roundabout way. I came up with the name. Well, when? <laughs> the short answer. Well, when did that happen? When? Yeah, it must be sometime. Oh yeah, that must have been in. It must have been in 2010, towards the end of 2010. Um, It was called Just Saving for a little Mm. while, and then it was when we started designing the first site and doing the brand and like getting the logo. We realised Just Saving just wasn't going to work. So yeah, it was towards the end of 2010. Um, That that itself is a pretty interesting story, I think. (laughs) Nice to (laughs) meet. Yeah, it's causing problems now though because. We set up this new business, the Do Good for Business side of what we do, um, and it's it's the same concepts and the same mission and a lot of the same tech back end, but it's a completely different business model and a different customer base, and actually it's a completely new separate company, but we wanted to keep the name because that's kind of, it all fits within that same mission. So we've kept the same name, but it's caused massive confusion, and now we've got these two products with the same brand, and so we, we're... We're raising a round of investment at the moment, and one of the first things we're going to do with that, there are several things we're going to do with it, but one of the early things is sorting out our branding because we need to have some clarity. I, I actually think it works well. Yeah, just, being, just clearing up the distinction mm. between Donate by Doing and Do Good for Business. We've had some good debates about it. So, you know, 
that's going to come towards the end of the year. So keep I, an eye out for that. My my sort of business mind tells me that that's kind of how you need to start anyway. Like, you can't go straight to a business to to change the behaviors of employees if you haven't got any credibility. Yeah, and that's and I think that's that helped us massively yeah. actually. So most of our competitors or other p- things in this space, they've worked with businesses and then trying to develop a behaviour change tool to go with that. But they haven't actually got expertise as working mm. on behaviours, whereas we've come from the other way. And I think it's, it's easier. Yeah, I think we're in a stronger position for that because we've got the credibility of the really hard bit, which is trying to yeah. change behaviours. You've actually got your, your proven concept there that yeah. it works. And yeah, so... So yeah, moving on. How yeah, how, how did you sort of moved on when you realized you needed to, you know, improve on your tech side, on your website, and yeah. how how did, how did that happen? Then? So, I mean, initially we went with an agency. I I didn't know any techies. Any I don't think I'd really met a web developer before I set this up. So an agency was definitely the the easier route, and that's what we did for the first product, the first version of of the donation. But as we tried to scale, it just wasn't, it wasn't, and as we tried to start working with companies, it, it wasn't really cutting it. So last year, through Clean Web, I met Martin, um, and he came on board at the beginning of this year to, to build the new platform, which we launched last month, dogoodforbusiness.com. Well plug. <laughs> So you've got the technology now and people are starting to use it and, and I've seen a lot of pledges and some sort of big uh, sustainability companies and yeah. people who are really big on sustainability are now on your Do Good For Business site and how, how is that going? It's going well. Uh, should I explain a bit about how it works? Yeah, I think, like yeah, that, that would be a... Skimmed yeah, over that. Um, <laughs> so how it works within businesses is is completely different to donate by doing there's no one running marathons or doing mud runs it's it's simply teams of employees competing against each other we're seeing who can do the most pledges and make save the most carbon so as an example we had the university of chester signed up and they've got each of their departments have got their own page on the site and and students and staff from those um from those departments going onto their pages, they pick an action. We've got a menu of 40 actions from turning your thermostat down to eating local seasonal food. They pick which one they're going to do. They answer a few questions about, about the behaviour they're going to change. You try and make that fun. And then it calculates how much carbon they'll save over two months. And they only pledge to try doing this action for two months. And then we follow up with them at the end and find out how they did. That's then added to the leaderboard. And so their team gets pushed up to the top of the leaderboard. And through doing this, it saves the company or university in this case, it saves the money because energy and fuel costs money. But it also improves kind of employee engagement and, and gets the employees more proud to work for the company. ERM have been running a program for a year and at the end, or they've just signed up to their second year. And at the end of the first year, 41% of the employees said that they were more aware of their what their company was doing around sustainability and 41% were more proud of what their company was doing as a result. And, which, that, and ERM is one of the biggest uh, sustainability consultancies. Exactly. Well. So if their employees can be more proud about what their own company is doing <laughs> around sustainability, that's a pretty important good thing for them. So... So the value is more than just the energy saving. They're also a lot healthier as a result. I think 67% said they'd improved well-being and a lot, I can't remember what percentage, said they'd felt fitter and healthier as a, as a result of their pledges. One person lost half a stone just by walking up the stairs for two months. 
Um, <laughs> I think mainly in the tube stations at London. So that's why the businesses sign up. And also, so, so we then offer, I just talked about how we, how we work with the employees, but at the end of the programme, we then produce a report with all of this data um, around which actions were most popular, which were most successful, how much each of them saved, which you know, patterns across teams and, and offices and things, and we give that to the to the company. So it really helps them to shape their strategy going forwards and understand where their biggest savings are coming from. Is that something quite... Um, did you have a lot of experience in sort of the carbon footprinting side of the... So I've done a bit of it. It was one of the industries I wanted to go into before mm. setting this up, but I also had a lot of help initially from a great uh, woman called Paula Owen, who's worked for Energy Saving Trust for a long time. But latterly, ERM have, through their pro bono, um, through their foundation, have offered us support and they've helped calculate all of the carbon savings. They're also adding, ca- calculating at the moment the water waste and finance savings of all of our actions, so that's going to be on the site soon ish. <laughs> and uh, so the new actions as well. And some new actions, yeah. Ah, so 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 they're more, they're experts in this, and they've they've done the calculations. More different metrics yeah. coming in. So it's, showing other actions, other metrics that. It's having know. a range and yeah. I, I think also like carbon's are hard. We've had many UI debates about this. That carbon's hard from like I can be like oh it's going to save ten tons of carbon. You most people have no idea if that's lots of carbon, a little amount of carbon. Like there's no scale. Um, so it's getting that type of thing across visually and obviously people understand if you say it's going to serve you for chocolate with rubbish people know visually like what that is and how much rubbish that is um, and a bathtub of water stuff like this so yeah that that comparison is it do fitness or something uh, one of the do actions that I've seen about comparing your chocolate or oh yeah yeah do, do <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so that one that's branching more into the health side of things yeah. which we'd like in the long term to go into and have actions that are you know really mm. helping the health our health improve food, our health as well related. and and there's obviously there is a carbon saving there because if you're consuming less chocolate there's a carbon footprint to everything so you're consuming less you're saving less carbon saving a bit of carbon yeah. but the main benefit is to your health obviously and we want to be able to communicate that because at the moment we can't so that looks like one of the lowest impact actions, but actually overall for broader sustainability, it's probably one of the higher impact ones. Mm, interesting. Yeah, because yeah. I know chocolate's got like you know palm palm oil or something, vegetable oils, yeah. and that's kind of a lot of rainforest yeah. being chopped down. And yes. So yeah. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, um, Martin, how did you how did you got involved in the donation? Because um, you were you were the, a co-organizer even before. Uh, for Clean Web UK yeah, before you I, joined it. I, I think actually I think you because you stood up the front and did an announcement at Clean Web and I'm fairly certain it was the month before I became a co-organiser because um, I became a co-organiser in about December time last year um, and I think it was about November that you yeah. went we're looking for a tech person Yeah. and I went and asked you afterwards like okay so what you want at the moment and you kind of blank look <laughs> <laughs> It's a <laughs> <laughs> I was a little bit terrified because that event was quite a techie clean web, and I remember just sitting there being like, "What the hell?" So yeah, I probably blanked. <laughs> I might have been the UI UX one as well. Um, 
<laughs> so it probably wasn't slightly techie design. I can't, I can't remember the exact age, but it might. There's lots of stuff about Arduinos. I don't know oh. what an Arduino was. Do you know what an Arduino is now? Yeah. No. Oh, we don't have to worry about it. <laughs> um, but no, so yeah, and then I joined in a tail end of February. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I haven't really touched Donate by Doing because that's a separate thing that we've just left alone. Um, and the agency still occasionally does something to that. Um, so I've now built the new platform, which is Do Good for Business, which is designed to scale and be future proof. So to have the new metrics in it, eventually it will replace in some way Donate by Doing and any variation in the future. So you might see you know, Donate by Doing at the moment, there's also Do Good for Unis is yeah. another thing. So basically they, when they realised that companies wanted to join, the agency moulded the old platform as much as they could to make it support businesses and leaderboards and, and unis. But we decided to make a new thing yeah. so we could do all the nice stuff like metrics really easily. And just it now, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't personalisable enough. It was quite restricted as to, to how much we could offer companies, which meant we could only work with slightly smaller companies or companies that were particularly keen and patient, um, not able to, to tailor it as much as they'd like. So that, that led us to develop, just start afresh on a new platform. Yeah. Effectively, what, like you shorned, shorned an MVP of Too Good for Business onto Donate by Doing's platform. Exactly. Um, but again, it proved successful, so we've now come found that's yeah. built the new platform. But for now, Donate by Doing's living on, on that old platform mm-hmm. for individuals to use for free um, when they like, but we're not, as a team, we're completely focused on the Do Good for Business site. Donate by Doing's just running itself um, that, by word that, of mouth, so... So that platform itself is still up and running, it's still it working is. and people are actually still... The idea in the, in the medium term is to, to build a new version of that off the, the new platform that Martin's built. So we'll have a, a white labelled or an API version particularly for Donate by Doing. But at the moment it's living on the old platform until we've got the funding and the headspace and the resources. That, I think that's, that's a really good position to be in. Because it allows you to focus on where, mm. where you could make some money to, then sort of build on that later. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, so like we're adding metrics, and we've we've taken a lot of what they learnt from doing what we're doing, and tried improved versions in the um, in the new site. So if you like go through the pledging flow between the two versions, do good for business. I mean, I'm slightly biased because I made it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's much better. I mean, we've done we do user testing every week. Um, so we, te- we don't just build something and shove it out the door and go, ha ha, this is better, trust us. Um, we do, we've got someone that does user tests every week and we take continuous feedback. We get feedback off our clients um, to continuously make this better. So eventually, hopefully, these improvements come back into Donate by Doing. But yeah, we've definitely, hopefully, improved and made a better platform. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I mean, our clients that have restarted that have also used the previous platform, so ERM. Yeah. and Chester both used Donate by Doing and are now on Do Give a Business and the feedback is overwhelmingly positive from, from both of those organisations yeah. which is great and one of the differences is that they, the previous platform hasn't got as much gamification element to it and yeah. I think that's a, a, something I notice. yeah it doesn't um, we did as, as Martin said we kind of shoehorned some of that in through the leaderboards um, but 
it was quite restricted, whereas this new site we've got on the homepage are pledges of the month, and it shows who's made the most pledges that month. So the top five people get, get like a little spotlight on them. And then the leaderboards are much more interactive on this new site. You can sort them by like how many pledges, which teams made the most pledges, which teams made the most carbon, which teams made the most pledges per person? Yeah, I think that makes it, yeah, that, that factor itself is yeah, very important. That's actually one of the most like frequently requested or like frequently requested features because Yeah, you got you got big teams with yeah. a lot of number of people and yeah, yeah it's just times, comparable. Yeah. Different especially what works really well with companies is when they have their different offices like London versus Bristol versus Edinburgh. And they're all gonna be different sizes. Um, so yeah, get gets people. Yeah, it's getting engaged. the right amount of gamification now. I mean, I have a whole van about this. I end up doing every couple of weeks. There's various sites out there that will be like, well done, you've done some tiny thing. Have a badge for nothing. So it's getting that right amount of gamification where we we want people to engage, but we want to know why they're engaging and they are doing a good positive thing because they're reducing their CO two, they're reducing mm-hmm. their water and waste. We don't want to, them just to be doing this because hey, we got a badge, that's mm. exciting. Mm. I also think gamification's been slightly over-eggs, like people just want to jump it, on the bandwagon. It's a buzzword now. It totally is, and I, I hate it as a word, like it's friendly team competition that we're playing on, and then there's there's elements of like rewarding people through the process of making their pledges, and we've just, um, we're going to be working with Do The Green Thing to help encourage people to give people a few like fun little tidbits as they do their pledges and some shareable things um, around the actions they've pledged and the stuff like that that maybe some people would put under the gamification banner mm. but. but it's also I mean expand off that it's trying to get the communities around it so there's an action called Veg Out which is Eat Less Meat it, it's so say Hermione's doing it and you're about to start doing it it's Hermione can give you advice and say like, hey, I found this really great store to buy vegetarian products or whatever from. So it's not just like... So it's not just competition, there's a lot of... Yeah, it's, it's helping each yeah. other and, and building up these communities around the actions. And So not just within, say, the business, but broadly on the site so you can go to someone else that's in another company and be like, hey, how did you manage to do this action and get advice that way? Yeah, so it's the, the so engagement element to it and getting people to share yeah. their learnings and yeah. people want to see that they're not the only ones doing this action and they also yeah. want help and ideas from real people that have done them so building that community kind of kills both oh, yeah, mm. both the, birds at one stage yeah, we don't want to be killing things we don't want to kill birds that is the expression though isn't it yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting known for choosing really bad expressions at the moment <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, the point being like it's showing people that there's yes there's a community out there you're not alone on this mm. there are lots of other, lots of other people trying to eat the whole sort meat. of social proof exactly. behaviour sort but of at the same time as that helping people by getting like crowdsourcing ideas for veggie recipes or mm. yeah all sorts of yeah I mean we'd love to do that but we're a team of like five people we haven't yeah. got enough time yeah. <laughs> while marketing sales developing to write 40 do action complete Six. instructions um, so yeah so crowdsourcing that and obviously things change like while I'm sure we've both done veg out at some point we're not doing it for the next like six months it might be that someone else discovers something awesome in that time mm. instead of killing the two birds you just kill these two cameras that's where you've done <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, should we talk a bit about the the whole crowdfunding that's yeah, going on right that's now? The, that's that's, that's key. So, with the business side and having kind of got this new platform up and running, um, and got some good first clients on board, we we've proven that it works, and we want to scale it up. And to do that, we we needed to raise a round of investment to help us get more feature, get another developer on board, and um, get the tech further ahead really get build in some new features and make it more scalable but also to build our sales and marketing efforts mm-hmm. and team so so we're looking to raise 150,000 pounds of investment um, and we decided that crowdfunding was the right way to go with that because we are essentially a crowd-based platform and we've got a big base of, of passionate supporters and users who I would like there's no one that would rather have as our investors than them we want, to, we want to make sure we've got investors whose whose opinions we value, who who share our vi- our vision and our mission, um, and who can really champion us. The more the more investors, the better in that sense, because we've got more champions. So that's why we decided to go down the crowdfunding route. So it means that anyone can get can get involved and and invest it and buy a little bit of the donation. So, so how much are you trying to raise? One hundred fifty thousand pounds. We've got we've we've hit uh, seventy eight, fifty two percent. And that's what percentage of equity is it? For twelve percent um, of equity, putting us at a pre money uh, valuation of one point one million. Yeah, so so that's what we're raising. Um, we've already we've already worked with like and, and sold to companies ranging from the Scottish government. To, to Anglin Water, we've just signed up British Gas, who are going to be launching a pilot in or a program in uh, in January. And the way the way we make money, which I haven't explained yet, <laughs> is these companies pay us a subscription fee. So it's a software as a service kind of platform, a mm-hmm. SaaS platform. Um, they pay a sign up or a setup fee, and then a monthly subscription to access the service. Um, it, it's worth mentioning that. What you're investing in is the the do good for business company. Mm. Um, so donate by doing is run by a separate company now that will hopefully get charitable status at some point. Yeah. Not sure when. Yeah, because it's next year. So it's kind of a separate sister company, not for profit. Yeah. yeah. So ten percent of any profits that are made by do good for business will be donated to donate by doing. Oh, right. um, and the social mission is locked kind of tightly into our articles for the, for the business side, well, for both sides. So we very much see ourselves as a social enterprise, but we are looking to make profit at the same time as making social and environmental impacts. And the donate by doing side sits really nicely next to what we do because it's consumer facing. There's actually a lot of overlap between the people. We see a lot of the people using it work in the sustainability industry either as professionals within mainstream corporates or within sustainability companies. And so it acts as a really nice cross-marketing platform. We make, I think half of our, our businesses so far have come, heard about us first through doing it, we're doing. So, and also, the more users we have, the more expertise we're building up and the more feedback we're getting on the, on the system. So they work nicely together, but they're also very separate business models and the investment is definitely going to the business side. Mm. Um, and, and there are sort of alternative incomes that you could be exploring in the future as well, isn't it? Yeah, we already are generating some affiliate revenue. Mm. So we've got partnerships with the likes of Good Energy and Ecotricity. Um, we're just setting one up with Zipcar um, and, and companies that 
that provide services or products that support our users in doing their actions. So we've also got an affiliate partnership with Hive. The, do you know Hive? It's an online bookshop, much like Amazon, but it's supporting local bookshops at the same time. You kind of collect the books or they're delivered from local bookstores. So it's basically a more ethical version of Amazon. It's very nice. So we recommend cookbooks from there, and if people buy them, then we get a, a small commission. With Ecotricity, in November, we're running a, a promotion where if anyone pledges to do clean your bills, switch to a green energy supplier through our site, and they switch to Ecotricity, we'll get commission from them, and we'll get £40 from them, and the person switching will get £50 of John Lewis vouchers. Win-win. So it's great. <laughs> so through things like that, we generate a bit of revenue, but until we hit real scale and have thousands of users a, a, a month, we won't be really generating anything significant there. Also, when we scale, there's kind of potential revenue models through, through the data we're generating, aggregated data, obviously, but we're getting some really good insights into the behavioural patterns. And we've got, I mean... Eventually, hopefully, there'll be various other platforms that would be too good for unis, too good for charities and stuff. I mean, these are year or two away. Like, we're very focused on do good for business and let's make that successful. But we've already had, what, Chester? Chester, Westminster, and 30 universities through People and Planet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have all used the site already. And we've had several more contact us, so there's definitely interest from... Mm. The universities in doing this type of scheme. And the University of Chester has been listed as a finalist in the Green Gown Awards, which is the big university environmental awards, for their project with us. So mm. that's going to be announced in the next few weeks who wins. It, but it's obviously working there, so that's good. So there's plenty of uh, potential customers and clients that are really showing interest in. Yeah. Um, we've got a really strong, growing pipeline of companies that. Richard's joined our team last last month and he's helped get lots of companies on in, in the pipeline. So hopefully in January we'll see we'll see many more signing up. Around New Year, getting their employees to record New Year's resolutions on our site will be will be good. Yeah. And we've had one or two as well ask about like internationalisation, um, which is yeah. something again slightly further down the pipeline because there's all fun stuff to do with that about making the site compatible with that. But yeah, yeah. So there's multiple. Lots of our Expansion clients want to use it internationally and yes, it's quite an exciting opportunity but as Martin says, there's a few technical things to consider before we do that. That's why we need to hire more devs, which is crowdfunded. <laughs> yeah, so with a crowdfunding, <laughs> it's good Crowdcube and, yeah, and you'll find us on there yeah, until no. early November. So. Crowdcube.com slash the donation. Yes. So that's, there's going to be a, what, a month to go and... Anyone who's uh, who's keen to invest, definitely go go to crowdcube.com. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a month to go. Um, if we hit our target before then, then, then it will close at that point. So not necessarily a month. Better to get in there soon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> always, always good to remind people. Yeah. What, what do you see um, being some of the challenges in the future? Good question. Um, the big challenge at the moment is, is the crowdfunding. I mean, I shouldn't say it's a challenge because it is going well, but it's our, it's our big focus at the moment. But beyond that, when, we, when it closes, when it closes, not if it closes. Um, well, what's the, what's the big, big vision, I guess? Uh, so the big vision is, I mean, firstly, to become the, the kind of go-to tool for behaviour change for companies, both within the UK and, and then, as, as we say, internationally. But for companies and, and universities and eventually, I really want it to be the go-to 
behaviour change platform for, for all sorts of organisations, schools and charities and universities and, and businesses alike, and really just being the platform that's got all the best practice embedded in it that they can use in whichever ways they want, helping people to encourage everyone around them to, to live more sustainably making through our small actions or making the world a bit of a better place that's um that's a really good answer sticking to to what you're focused on and yeah to close up um is there anything else you want to mention to the you know to the audience i just think to recap that um we there are three ways if you like what we're doing that you can do to support us firstly well, i guess there are four actually <laughs> Firstly, if you're doing a a sponsored challenge, then donate by doing Go Raise Sponsorship. Spread the word of that because it's purely by word of mouth. So we need you. We need we need the crowd supporting us. Secondly, if you work for a business that you think might be interested in Do Good for Business, get in touch. um, Tell them about DoGoodForBusiness.com. Thirdly, the crowdfunding. If you want to be part of our journey, I think that's probably the most important one right now. Know probably about it. Then join us, invest a little bit, anything from £10 to £10,000, £50,000, whatever you fancy, really. <laughs> but even £10, every every little bit adds up and matters and every person involved is is another boost. So get involved. And finally, um, once we've closed that, we're going to be looking to hire a developer and uh, another to grow the team, both in kind of marketing and account managing. So if you're interested, keep in touch. Yeah. Hiring was the one I was going to bring up. So that's donate by doing, do good for business, crowdfunding, hiring. Four things. Four things. to keep to one, but I've got four. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you very much, Amiani and Martin. Yeah, it's been a pleasure chatting with you and um, I'm sure people would uh, be really excited about what's going to happen once your crowdfunding comes to an end and we're all looking forward to what's going to happen next. So, yeah, thank you very much. No worries, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Clean Web Conversations podcast. Are you interested to learn more about the Clean Web movement? Head over to cleanweb.tv. That's cleanweb.tv. 